Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Welcome to another episode of It's a Groom's Life and I have um, a lovely lady with me and I've been following her on Instagram for a little while so I messaged her and I said would you mind coming on and luckily she said yes. So I have Tabby Oliver with me today. Hi Tabby, how are you doing? Hi, I'm very good thank you, how are you? Yes, very well thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to come and chat to me because I know you're a busy lady. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a pleasure, very exciting to be on. Good. Right. So let's crack right into it then. So, Tammy, could you just introduce yourself a little bit and then tell us what sort of work you're doing um, and your sort of experience um, as a groom, please? Yeah. So I'm Tabby. I've sort of well been in horses all my life, um, always shown and uh, been been in the showing world done bits and bobs of other stuff as well, sort of playing around uh, and then sort of 2017 I suppose it was I kind of started show grooming freelance um and sort of broke into that more 2018 when I stopped showing my own ponies just personal circumstances you know the drill mm-hmm. um and um yeah kind of from there it's grown from there so now I I freelance grooms last on clipping all winter plaiting I do plaiting lessons as well and like showing turnout lessons uh, I freelance ride as well, still do the show grooming and uh, yeah, I show ride as well still. So yeah, sort of quite, quite busy. There's uh, many strings to my bow. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So with, um, obviously with the last year or so, how was your work? I mean, I guess your work was affected, especially with the show turnout and stuff um, yeah. last year. So did that obviously affect you quite a bit last year especially with the first yeah big time yeah first lockdown I mean I was booked for most weekends of the summer for shows and stuff we had I've got two colored ponies to show and we we like had a whole plan of everything and that just went gone completely within a day yeah I was like what what am I going to do yeah um and then obviously couldn't work throughout the first lockdown which was dull (laughs) <laughs> and then once things started opening up again, I was very, very bored. Yeah. <laughs> once things started opening up again, I started platting again. I got some lovely um, dressage clients. They were out first. So I did did them for a bit. And uh, yeah, we did manage to get some shows in. We had Summer Champs, which was amazing. It's so good to be just out at a show yeah. and some sort of normality. Because last year was just in every way possible it was just everything tipped up on its head completely for me it's a nightmare um but yeah it was a big big impact luckily through the second and third lockdowns I could still work I could go and clip and everything which was nice to just still be able to go out and see clients and keep working and and carry on with some normality yeah yeah definitely because obviously clipping and everything was classified as like obviously welfare and stuff so um and obviously it's livestock anyway, so we need to look after the horses anyway, yes. don't we? Um, yeah. 
so yes i totally understand that so with your platin do you just uh is each customer different to what plats they want or do you just do like a similar thing throughout it very much i tend to customize so i've got dressage clients i'll go and i'll do like big proper dressage plats for them and then if i'm doing little show ponies it's lots of tiny little plats yeah Uh, and the event is like more as well they're more sort of of the not quite as many as the show ponies but more show pony than dressage i find um so yeah and i think it's all like horses confirmation everything as well like you've got to look at it. if you've got something that's got sort of an enormous front you think mm. well i might have to shorten that up a little bit whereas if yeah. you've got something that's very short in front you go well i've got to put a load more plaits in there to to lengthen it out a bit yeah and how do you deal with um with mains especially in the winter where they sort of rub off from the rugs that sort of down the bottom end by the withers and it's obviously a lot shorter than what the rest of the mane is how do you yes how do you work with that usually I can I can get plaits in most mains um I quite like those false hair as well which is very good I prefer to use that personally over false plaits because you just plait it in and you still get the normal plait whereas I find the false one are quite difficult to get to sit and look natural yeah it's not so bad when you're doing really tight plaits that are sat right into the neck but when you're trying to do like a dressage plaid or something with a big hood mm. getting those to sit nicely just is not very easy no um so yeah it's just and I always say to, to clients try and keep the necks back on the rug for a good hour or so a day and coconut oil is a godsend for getting rain to grow back yeah Oh, good. No. That's a good tip yeah. there, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so h- how long have you actually been doing, like, I mean, you said you've been freelancing from, like, say, 2017, but, like, generally, how long? Yeah. Have, you, have you always been a groom but, like, employed somewhere, or did you just do freelancing from them? Um, so I've always kind of ridden freelance since I was about, sort of, 14, I suppose I helped, there was um, a friend of ours, I helped her with her daughter's lead rein and first ridden ponies. Um, and sort of from there, I've done a bit of freelance riding all over the place. And it started more on the grooming side, sort of 2018, I suppose it would have been. Yeah, mm. I think, yeah, towards the end of 2018, I started properly doing it. Yeah, 2018, 2019, I think it was more so that I started and having it as a, a, like as a business and stuff as well yeah yeah so what do you find are the pros and cons of being a groom cons long hours hard work or weathers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're getting uh soaking wet freezing cold or you're burning yeah um and we did winter chat well summer champs it was last year was just one of the coldest shows i've ever done we were frozen absolutely frozen we had I had six layers on at one point and I was still <laughs> cold. Um, it rained persistently. There were lakes everywhere. Yeah. Um, pros, I get to work with some incredible horses, some amazing people. I've made fantastic friends. And I'm very lucky. I get to go and see these ponies that I've worked with go and win at the very biggest shows. And I get to be a very small part of that. But it's amazing going there and being part of that team and getting to share in some of that success and I'm just I love it I really do is 
getting especially at the shows and stuff I love being able to go and I see my friends and all right it's hard work I'd be getting up at two o'clock in the morning and not finishing until sort of 11 o'clock at night but mm. when you're there and you all work well as a team and you get on with everyone it's just there's nothing like it and you get some good wins and stuff and it's it's special yeah definitely and um so do you do with shows just like in England or do you manage to get to like say the Sunshine Tour or anything like that at all any international ones no show, showing's very boring we're, we're stuck on stuck in England <laughs> Wales is about as glamorous as it gets <laughs> and do you we're, uh, and does it vary with the the clients that you deal with? Is it mainly like say Welsh ponies and stuff that you deal with, or does it? Or do you have a variety of different breeds that you deal with? All sorts. I mean, Shan that I work for, she's got lead range show ponies, she's got mountain and moorland ponies, hunter ponies, she's got everything. Um, and then other producers that I work for, they've got everything from lead range show ponies up to heavyweight hunters. It's mm. and anything in between. So it's. Yeah. It's very varied. I mean, we'll have like a lead rain in a at eight o'clock and a lightweight cob in at ten. So it's yeah, what whatever's going is <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the bigger questions I want to ask is how do you keep the greys looking as pristine as possible? Because I can imagine lots of washing, lots of washing. But I can imagine it'd be one of those situations where you've got them just clean, you've got them all nicely sort of ready, and then they roll or they lame poo or something like that and you're like oh god why why just now? stain remover spray <laughs> stain remover spray is life honestly yeah. we could not be without it the higher question one is just it's so good mm. smells disgusting do not ever smell it but my god <laughs> does it get stains out yeah is it honestly with I can't smell it because it will make us sick but yeah yeah job it's so good excellent when you've got sort of we took, we took 11 to champs I think we had eight grey ponies mm. and keeping those clean in the wet when the stables were flooding and yeah. oh well fun. yeah and I was gonna say like when it's wet and obviously muddy and stuff like that that's really hard to keep pristine yeah. clean and stuff so I mean even from like walking from the stables to the show ring they're gonna get muddy aren't they so yeah I, we keep them bandaged them. up yeah yeah we keep them bandaged until they're just like just before they go in the ring if the weather's bad yeah um tails all plastered up and everything just to try and keep everything as clean as possible because once you start getting them splashed and it's wet you don't want to be washing them when it's cold and yeah miserable and in those sort of circumstances I mean I know there's only so much you can do do the judges sort of a little bit lenient in, in those type of conditions or are they still very like yeah when it's when it's really bad they're like they understand that there's only so much we can do to keep them clean yeah and it's not so bad when they're on surface and you can work in on surface but if you're on grass and you're in knee-deep mud there's nothing you can do yeah and they 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 accept that yeah because they do understand that it's not (laughs) we not we uh we're not wizards. We can't just like levitate them across the ring. No, no. And there's only, I mean, I know like you bandage them and obviously you're going to put lots of precautions in place, but you know, there it, it, it's not going to stop any speck no. of mud or anything like that. Or, no. And, you know. Especially with the small ones, they're flicking it up on their belly all the time. Yeah. And, and if there's wind and they, you know, prance around before and things like that. Yeah. You know, 
you can't stop that oh that's good then no, so at you least can't. you know you're not completely like scored down because you know no the conditions and stuff no so, as long as they're fairly they look like they were clean to start with <laughs> um okay so what um so if someone's thinking about going, becoming like say a show groom or just coming into um a groom life or or career what sort of things would you recommend that they do or look into or um or anything like that experience is your biggest thing um i'd say if you want to become a show groom showing wise especially ring producers and they'll quite often say yeah we need an extra pair of hands at this show as long as you can essentially to start with as long as you can lunge Mm -hmm. and hold a pony you're useful yeah because generally when you've got 10 going to a show you need someone that can just chuck a pony on the lunge for half an hour or so Mm -hmm. and won't complain about standing out there lunging which is (laughs) not my favorite job (laughs) and just yeah and they will generally like you can get they'll be quite happy for you to go so yeah they'll teach you how to do quarter marks and makeup and stuff if you don't know how to do it already um it's just experience of being willing to learn on the job as long as you're willing to work hard mm-hmm. and get stuck in you're not afraid of getting up at two o'clock in the morning yeah working all day not finishing until 11 and getting up again to go at two o'clock the next morning yeah you'll be fine it's yeah. just it's tough work, but it's enjoyable when it goes well. You do get the old bad day because you do with everything. Horses are—they're not machines. No, that's it. And you're bound to get something that's just if the judges aren't aren't fantastic and stuff. You've just got to get these ponies out. It's it is what it is. Yeah, and um, but, and it's also like practice, isn't it? Like with the clipping, the plaiting, yeah. and things like that. It's just practice, isn't it? Yeah. So you're not just keep doing it. Yeah, the first few times you're going to do it, you're not going to have it perfect but as long as oh absolutely yeah yeah absolutely that is my thing is I just the start of the season when I have my own ponies I go out and I practice platting them I practice doing their quarter marks because they can change shape completely from the year before and you think well they looked right with these plats last year but they've changed shape completely and those don't work so it's just being able to adapt and just yeah just keep practicing that's yeah all I can say with it really is the more you do it the better you'll get the quicker you'll get and the easier you'll find it yeah that's it I mean I'm I'm not good at clipping I'm not good at platting because the clients that I have don't clip and don't plat so I don't have to practice yeah Um, you don't do it so I don't deal with it like every day so I can imagine if I attempted to there would be a few especially with clipping a few wobbly lines and stuff But I can, but I can see that the more you would do it, the more it's just a more yeah. automatic thing, and you just yeah do it automatically. So yeah, very much. So. I just need to keep practicing. I think <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, Practice makes perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what are your um, top tips? So, so I've been sort of asking for like any yard hacks or any grooming hacks or anything like that. I mean, you've talked about the um, stain remover. So I imagine that's yeah. probably one of your favourite products. Yes. Um, what sort of yard hacks do you have that sort of saves your time? Stop. We've got the dog. Oh, it's going to be barking like mad now. Spill's coming through. Frank, be quiet. Sorry, that's awful. 
Go on, you can say out if you need to. That's <laughs> no, right. He'll shut up in a minute. It's just Frank, come here. Come here. Stop it. Stop. It's you know who that <laughs> My dog's exactly the same, so don't you worry. <laughs> The ridiculous thing is, he knows exactly who it is, and I don't know why he insists on barking incessantly. But there we go. See, the he does. Part of, does he come with you when you're out on the yards and stuff? Um, he tends to stay at home. It just depends on how long I'm going to be up for. Frank, enough! Stop it! It's just, you know who that is. Orders in and out of here all the time. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Because normally it's my dog, but so I'm glad it's someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a nightmare, honestly. Barks at everything. Yeah. Is it like a, a terrier do you have? Miniature dachshund. Yeah. Oh, okay. So very similar. And, <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's very shouty. And uh, he's got a very overactive imagination. Oh, really? Yes, yes, he uh he bark I think he barks at his imagination. Oh really? Like there's not literally nothing there. <laughs> but he's convinced that there is, so Yeah, yeah. Oh so funny. And uh, they they make the day interesting, don't they? <laughs> they do. Um right. sorry, Stop so that. yeah, do you have any yard <laughs> hacks where you do that saves you time or any turnout tips or anything like that um that people should have? Or do? Uh, hot clothing with Dettol. That's one of my favourite things. It's The smell of it reminds me of the build-up to Hoys every yeah. time. Yeah. Just, And it's just so good for their coats. I love it. Um, always make sure you use proper Dettol and not one of the like off-brand Dettols yeah. uh, because they have got a different active ingredient which can show up positive in a dope test. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so you've got to be quite careful. And Sudocrem can yeah. cause positive uh, dope test. So that's an interesting one. Oh, does um, it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, right. So a friend of mine works at Vets and, uh, yeah, told me that. So that was... That's an interesting fact yeah. because I'm sure lots of people put Sudocrem on, like, cuts and yeah. whatever all the time and not give it a second thought. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, I... apparently it can show up, show up in a dope test, so... Oh, gosh. I know it's a nightmare, isn't it? Absolutely nightmare. Yeah. And chocolate, don't get some chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yeah, just I always have like it's just the, the plaiting. I always have an apron because yeah. you've got yeah. everything to hand, then you've got somewhere to shove it, and you're not piercing holes in your coats all the time, yeah. your jumpers, yeah. um, and you're not bending down and getting up and bending down no. and getting up all the time, so yeah good for your back as well yeah exactly yeah much better for your back um I always travel with my own stirrups yeah. when I'm riding because everyone rides different lengths I had a girl that I used to um ride for we were both wonky but different ways yeah so she couldn't ride in my stirrups because she was complete like they were the wrong way for her and I couldn't ride in hers yeah. so I get on and be like I'm falling off one side <laughs> And then she falls over the other side. Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, so I always travel with my own stirrups. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Eye drops for shows. Yes, because there's nothing worse than dry eyes at shows when you're on on day four of a show and you've still got another day to go and your eyes feel like 
there you're in the Sahara <laughs> and it makes it a lot more difficult to stay awake yeah yeah that's a good fact actually especially like, if you wear contact lenses yeah I can imagine your eyes are so dry by then yeah <laughs> okay so I always finish each episode with some quick fire questions so are you a night in or a night out or oh, day out a day out I prefer day that's yeah. a good idea yeah um tea or coffee hot chocolate <laughs> <tea> or coffee <laughs> uh wellies or heels oh i don't wear wellies most but i do like wearing heels yeah okay Five. sweet or savory sweet i've got a terrible sweet tooth yeah i'm terrible sweet tooth yeah Take um, chocolate anything yeah book or film probably book are you reading a book at the moment i'm not actually i've been just not sat down with one that i've got into yet but i need to start reading it i was an avid avid reader as a child yeah my problem is is i sit down with a book and if i get into it i will read the entire thing in one sitting yeah and then before you know it's not ideal yeah it's the middle of the the morning (laughs) (laughs) um and are you a netflixer do you like to binge watch Netflix yeah. yeah so what was the last series you binge watched oh, I you... think it was Drive to Survive oh okay I've not heard of yeah. that oh it's about the Formula One. Oh, okay oh that was the last thing I've been I've watched the whole thing in one go yeah yeah it was yeah excellent and where... <laughs> I think I saw um a clip on that on Gogglebox I'm sure they were watching it on Gogglebox. Probably. Um, it's dramatic. They yeah. like to make it very dramatic. <laughs> we wouldn't be watchable otherwise, would it, if it no. wasn't? <laughs> um, right, where can people find you on social media? Do you have a website? Where can people find you? I do you? have a website now. Um, so my website is uh, Equestrian. I think. I should check that but I think that's it um Instagram I'm at Tabby Oliver Equestrian and Facebook I am Tabby Oliver Equestrian Services lovely thank you so much for coming on sir I really appreciate you sparing your spare time to come and talk to me and um hope it all goes well for the summer shows for you yeah hopefully fingers crossed (laughs) (laughs) okay thank you so much bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please would you subscribe and leave me a review. I really, really appreciate it. If you want to find me on my social media, I am on Instagram under Cobbs Equine Shop underscore services. And on Facebook, I am Cobbs Equine Shop and services. Thank you so much and I'll speak to you next time.
listening to this episode I really hope you enjoyed it as I did making it if you um, like to follow me on socials my um, Instagram is Cobbs Equine Services and the same on Facebook Cobbs Equine Services um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people and I will speak to you all on the next episode.